it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Pre-season never felt so good. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not after three. Yeah! No! Yeah! Whose idea was it to do a podcast live as the teams came out, Danny? Oh, it's yours, Charles. Welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles. This is Danny. Cobblers. And this is Neil. Cobblers. We are coming live, kind of recorded, from the open day. We've had a cracking day and the game's about to start. But a lovely day. I feel like we've chosen the wrong end. I feel like we're in with the hooligans. It wouldn't be the first time you've chosen the wrong end, Neil. <laughs> start as we mean to go on, Danny. <laughs> it's been a good day. Had some good chats. Met some special people. And Chris. And Chris, yeah. I met Charles for the first time. Yeah. Phil Andrews, we met Phil Andrews. Phil Andrews, yeah. Where's, oh, you haven't met Gary yet? No, Gary. Met, Gary's on holiday, isn't he? He's in Bologna. Is he? Yeah. We've, met the, uh, we've met, what's it called? Uh, the, the Trust. We have met the Trust, yes. We had a long conversation and built some bridges, didn't we? We, we certainly did. Big ones. Big, bridge. big, big bridges. Big bridges. Going right over the men, it was. 
Anyway, we'll go back in time now and we'll take you to what happened when we first got here. So we're about to go on the uh, the trap to bus, boys. How are we feeling about escaping from a double-decker bus? Uh, Can't say I've tried it before, but... Concerned but excited, Charles. There was that one time that Neil got kicked off a bus, so that might happen again. I'm glad you only remember the one time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're about to board it and see what's going to actually uh, happen here. I'm a bit nervous... Black Panther's here. Black Panther. And Black, Black Panther's here as well, yes. That's uh, Who's going? I'll go. I'll take. Neil, take, take, take point. I'll, I'll take guard. <laughs> take guard. Are you ready? We've also got Danny's little boy, Isaac. Isaac, are you looking forward to going on the bus? Yeah. Good man. Up you go, sir. Oh, there's some people coming out. Some people have managed to escape. How was that, boys and girls? Good. Good. Oh, I didn't actually do it, actually. Hold oh, no. oh. that. That sounds like the easiest it's escape room I've ever been in. It's not operational, and it's just a little football goal upstairs. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. No problem. We'll go and have a look. Right then, let's go. Positive feedback already. Yeah, yeah. So here we are on the trap bus. We're uh, to the road to glory. Look. Oh, picture of Sam Hoskins there. We've got uh, Danny's excited already. Look at that. <laughs> his favourite player in the world <laughs> so is it do it do we have to escape the bus today you do uh, not today not no, today not, but not normally. operational today but, okay um, yeah once it's up and running it's okay um, that's, that's going to be a goal to grab the trophy and brilliant off you go so, okay nice yeah, it's scrubbed up well <laughs> from, what it, from what it was to start off with. It was a bit of a, a bit crappy, but it's, yeah, it's good now. Are these all the people that work here? Work pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Some, some of them are like part of the puzzles and oh, okay. stuff like that. Um, yeah, we've kind of got David who you just spoke to. That's same. Right wing. Yeah, that's, uh, he's always puts himself in the good position. He? <laughs> he didn't look very pacey. Yeah. <laughs> nah. And this is a... Uh, Around the corner from the Charles Bradlaugh, is it? Is that? Uh, this is going to be situated here. This bus. Oh, this is it? going to be stay at the stadium. Yeah, we do have one um, just around the corner oh, from okay. the Charles Bradlaugh. Uh, but yeah, this this bus is going to be staying on site oh, cool. here. So uh, it'll be something for when people can come down on like match days. Brilliant. Do it, uh, do it a little bit before. And brilliant. So if um, we've only got six men on the bench, we know one of them's probably stuck. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one of them's stuck in here. <laughs> the Dane Oliver's just, just, yeah, just having having got out in time. A bit of yeah, have a look upstairs, guys. Brilliant. Okay. Here we go then, upstairs. Um, this is reminding me of getting on the number 46, going through East Northampton, Northampton. Thank you guys, cheers. Oh, hold on, apparently we're closing it on Neymar. 200 million pound Neymar, well, finish the East End first, boys. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what, this is quite... Have we got a football? Is there a ball? We don't have a football. There's no football. We what what we football. do have is a... We seem to have walked into the um, EuroLeague Championship final. Uh, there is a trophy. Looks very similar to Danny's EFL Champions League nonsense trophy. Um, it's nice, isn't it? AstroTurf. I would say there's a bit of a slope. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot like <laughs> Underhill. <laughs> and I'm guessing you've got to kick the ball and hit the targets that are in the net to mm. win. And that's how you escape. If you hit the target, trap door opens, you're out. I love slide. it. Slide, slide, yeah. super fun, happy slide. Who doesn't love a slide? <laughs> this is the first step to 
a water park. <laughs> this is, we're on the way to a water park. On the way to the water park. Have you, oh, here we go, boys. We've got a Euro League Championship standing. Interesting that West Ham are second. West Ham yeah. second, United third, Barcelona fourth, and top is. Uh, it's the, the mighty Northampton Town. Exactly what we all dreamed about as kids <laughs> being at the top of a league table uh, between. Top of the Chelsea and not even made it. Just, just discarded. Yeah. Gone bust. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised Celtic actually managed to make it into this tournament, <laughs> being Scottish and all. Um, must be uh, Ash Taylor's latest club. Uh, bye, Ash. Bye, Ash. <laughs> Do you, think, do you think Ash would get out of here? No, he wouldn't fit. <laughs> his head wouldn't get through the door. Just, just remember, though, his form would never dip. Shall we escape the bus? Let's escape the bus um, straight down the stairs. It's more difficult than it looks escaping a bus that isn't actually an escape room. It smells like a bus. It does smell like a bus. It, smell, it smells a bit cleaner than the buses I'm used to. has been on some funky buses. <laughs> okay. So we've... Uh, it looks like we've escaped the trap bus. We've done well there. <laughs> so now we're gonna we're gonna move on and let's see if we can get some uh, kick some balls. Kick some balls, shall we? Should we go and kick some balls? I reckon. Should we should we have a three way uh, competition as to who can we have a score? It's a family show. <laughs> You're shocking. One on one head tennis over there. Oh, we've got to have a game of head tennis. Uh, what, what's happening here? I'm not playing head tennis. I've done my hair today. What's wrong with you? I've done my hair today. I'm not playing head tennis. Why not? Well, I, I don't want to mess my hair up, Charles. People to impress. It's the first time we're live in public. That is podcast. true. Live in, live in public. And uh, Neil doesn't want to mess his hair up. Can we put Danny on the bouncy castle? <laughs> we can put Danny... Well, Danny should go on the bouncy castle. Should we, we, should, we should do this penalty thing and see if any of us can get it through the hole. Uh, to context, it's a... Five or, what is it? It's a, it's a goal with a sheet in front of it, and there's six holes. different holes that you have to try and hit the ball through for accuracy. It's like a ending to soccer AM. It is kind of. It is kind of. We should do that. Let's do that. What's the what's the technique for this? Uh, kick it through the hole. Are we going back heel? Uh, I don't, <laughs> don't know if we're going back. Heel. I'm going for a Rabona. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> The bag's coming off. Danny's bag is coming off. He is properly limbering up now. We're seeing some stretches taking part. Oh, look at that. Here we go. So Danny's son, Isaac, is about to unleash the beast that is his kicking skills. Oh, it's amazing. It's straight down the middle, but the keeper's dived out of the way. Good finish. Good finish. Oh, he's done a get. Oh, the wind has played a tremendous part in that second effort there. Uh, Danny, there's a, no pressure, but Isaac's scored two there. <laughs> he's, he's going again. Let's get the okay. words from Danny. They have um, put him in closer to everyone else. Are you upset by this, Danny? I get a feeling that there's some upset happening. Well, it's not really fair, is it? It's not fair. So uh, it looks like Danny might be up next. Is Danny going to be allowed to go? In front of the children. <laughs> Danny is having a Dan, Are we okay to have a go for the podcast? Is that okay? So here we go. Danny Brothers is stepping up to the plate. We're all having one go. It's going to be amazing. He shoots. Oh, he's so close. Neil, your instant reaction. Uh, it was a good effort. It was better than expected, to be honest. Neil, your go. Oh, I'm not Your go. Do you want me to hold your can of Coke? Oh, no, it's all right. Are you sure? Oh, he's going to do it with a can of Coke. He's gone for the top corner. He's missed. Do you want, do you want to hold this? Well, I'll hold that, yeah. You don't need to put 
of this in. One go, one go. It was a great effort. Great effort, to be honest. Oh, it's gone straight Oh. Right, let's let the children play. Let's let the children play. So uh, we've we finished that um, nil nil nil. None of us none of us scored. However, mine and yours, Charles, were for the cameras. They were for the cameras. We both hit the bar. Hit the bar. We did hit the bar. That is very true. Were quite powerful. Well, mine was a bit more powerful than yours, but we've all heard that before. Um, do we want to go and say hello to Buddy's Cafe and just say hello? I suspect we could. They're probably going to ask us to buy something, but let's do it. Let's do it. Well, you know, we could ask them if we could flip some burgers. <laughs> You've just seen us take penalties, Charles. Yeah, that's true. We don't want to flip a burger, do we? <laughs> so uh, here we are. We are back uh, around the back of the north stand now. And uh, the open day is in full swing. It looks like we've got some head tennis or is it is it is it volleys and headers and it's, a game of Wembley, it looks like. It's, it's anything they want to do, I think. Anything they want to do. So uh, we're, we're coming, we've got Grange Mortgage and Protection Services here. Um, they're, they're handing out sweets mainly to children. So if Isaac wants to go and grab some sweets, Danny, if he's allowed them, I don't know. Uh, you know, being a child. Uh, we've got the Buddies Burger Company Burger Van. Just, just talk me through your experience here, Danny. This is well. The smell is obviously the first thing that hits you when you approach the van. Um, obviously, the burgers, sausage. Can't go wrong, really, can you? And uh, chicken run as well. Chicken run burger. Good option. I think this is new, isn't it, for this season? This it is the new, the new uh, food van for this year. It is indeed. Living the American dream, would you say, Neil? You've been to America recently. They don't have buddies in America. I'm Daniel, I'm the Managing Director of uh, Grange Mortgages, so we are the new sponsor of the family area. So a um, big part of what we do is about providing housing, looking after families, protecting their well-being, so there's a good synergy between us and the club, and I like football. So it's a good amalgamation of all three, so it's nice to give a little bit back to the area where we're based, our head office is running in Grange Park, so yeah, we're looking forward to helping out and giving out a few freebies and hopefully making it a good start to the season. Good stuff. Cobblers fan then? Um, yeah, from a local perspective. Oh, oh, come on. Who is it then? I, I'm a true Liverpool fan, but obviously they're 150 miles away. So from a... I, I live closer to Liverpool than you do. I'm sure you do. I do. I mean, I'm 20 minutes down the road in Warrington. This is shocking. <laughs> well, that's why I come and watch the Cobblers every Saturday and I've got a home ticket. I've got a season ticket here. So they're the closest thing to Zimisport. So I, I certainly watch both teams' results. Good stuff, brilliant. Thank you very much. No Cheers for your time. Have a good one. Cheers. <laughs> Let's see, we've got... Shall we go and, go and have a quick chat with Jamie Duncan, who is the media chap from the Community Trust? He's got a Sheffield United fan with him. Yes, we'll uh, we'll see if we can interrupt. And uh, we'll, we'll come and say hello to Jamie and uh, his Sheffield United fan here. Hello, sir. Hi. We're the Cobblers Podcast. Oh, you're right. And uh, we, we'd just like to uh, have a quick word with both of you, if you may. So, um, obviously, you stole our legend, Chris Wilder. <laughs> um, so, we're still not happy and we're still not forgiving you, even though we all watch your results and, and cheer loudly oh, as you now win promotion to the Premier League. We didn't when Neil Warnock was in charge, but, you know, <laughs> times change. It's fine. Um, so, how, how's Chris been for you guys then oh, since? I've just and he's just been like a well a miracle that's come along and just turned our fortunes around and put us back in where we wanted to be. But um, it's a matter of hopefully he has a good season and he gets his rewards by keeping us up. What, what's your aim then? Is that just I just stay up? Stay up. Mid table would be a dream to be fair. Um, realistic. If we get off to a good start, we've got a few games that I feel that we can get draws. 
possibly wins out of United. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure, but it's going to be tough, whatever. But he's he's made a few good signings, a few a few players that hopefully can turn around like he's done before. You know, troubled players like with Morrison and and and, and players like that. Players that probably haven't got the recognition, so yeah. Reverend, Reverend Morrison was a bit of a yeah. not not a maybe a surprise to the rest of the football world, but anybody that knows Chris Wilder knows that he loves to yeah. try, doesn't he? He loves to try and get the best I think, out. I think that's it. I think what he'll do is he'll he'll turn him around, put an arm around him, and just say go play football. Yeah. And um, if he if he can rip a few defenses apart, it'd be nice. That would be lovely. So a prediction for today's game. We, we appreciate that you'll obviously be in the Sheffield United that's corner. I'd say 3-1. 3-1. So you're going to beat us by less goals than Wednesday did? Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine then. We'll take that. That'll be fine. So we're uh, keeping Chris as well. He's not coming back with you. Yeah, yeah. We're locking him in. He's going in the trap. We're keeping him in. <laughs> Thanks very much. No Cheers. Ja- Jamie, what are, you, what are you guys doing today? Oh, uh, just got all the inflatables out today for the kids. Um, Any unicorns and swimming pools? Sadly not, no. Um, no Harry Maguire? for you today then though no. <laughs> and then uh, just leaflets advertising what we do and how we can help in the local community really and, and, and what is that do you want to I know we've obviously released the podcast yeah. about Muzzy recently yeah. uh, which uh, obviously you can still donate at the Just Giving page especially now uh, after what's happened send our best wishes out to Muzzy and let's try and get that done as soon as we can yeah trying to raise £5,000 is not just over £5,000 yeah. for We're a new wheelchair at the moment fantastic so we need to get that up by a good three and a half grand fingers crossed yeah we can get it done lovely stuff that's brilliant okay jamie thank you very much no problem at all. see you soon mate Indeed. thank you should we go and see what um smiths are doing um, are we are we we could play a large game of jenga live on the podcast nope, nope. neil's not up for a game of jenga no i don't like jenga, no. <laughs> jenga. wow it's just when it knocks it all down you've got to put it all up again haven't you yes no, that's what these people are here for they're here to pick it back up and build it again <laughs> It's like a hard work game, isn't it? There's no snakes and ladders. It's not snap. (laughs) We'll go and take a little walk around back past the trapped bus now. Um, I mean, this is getting busier and busier by the moment, isn't it, boys? The atmosphere's building, isn't it? You can feel it. Obviously, we're now now actually just uh, two hours away from kick-off. Uh, Northampton Town versus Sheffield United. Um, we should probably actually get some uh, get some predictions. Uh, we normally do a prediction, don't we, before a game, and we haven't done one of the Sheffield United game, mainly because it's a friendly. Uh, we'll start with you, Neil. What's your prediction for today's game? I predict fun. Good prediction, that. I like that. Danny, your prediction? 6-5. Uh, oh, that's fun. That's fun, yeah. That's fun, see? Ties in. If you need an actual prediction, I'll go... <laughs> 4-1 to Sheffield United. 4-1 to Sheffield United. Oh, here we've got uh, two very large men. Yeah. One of them the chairman of the football club, yeah. who Neil is trying to yeah. avoid. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's, he's ignored us. He's, he's completely ignored, ignored us. He's obviously listening to the latest podcast <laughs> and realised we've gone in. Should we, go and, should we go and have a quick word with Ben Cohen about what he's doing here today? Yes, we could. Let's yes. go and yeah. t- go and have a chat with uh, Northampton Saints and England legend Ben Cohen. Behave, legend. <laughs> How you doing, well, Ben go Charles? With it. Why not? <laughs> All right. Just uh, what what you're here for today? Obviously, you've got a nice new business in the town centre, I believe. Yeah, actually, we launched our well-being centre five weeks ago I was working on that all this year up until up 
happened to a opening, uh, which has been good. Um, oh, look, it's it's nice to be able to bring something new to Northampton. It's you have to reinvent yourself after sport and and after strictly with you know, like Christina, and you you can, can always happen to reinvent yourself. But we wanted to create something a little bit different, and and so yoga is that it works like a gym, but it's not a gym if that makes sense. Um, it has a has a we do circuit training, yoga, hot yoga. Pilates, we, we cater for, for for the millennials as well as the older generation, the stay-at-home parents. We've got a crash there, you know, cafe, and we do all different types of stuff. But everything's instructor-led, and um, what he's got is not an alpha male environment so much. It, it's uh, you know, all, all people are welcome and, and come to sort of building character, or confidence, or getting fit. So yeah, it's all right. But I'm down here at here at the Cobblers, so um, this is. Uh, this is new for me. Although I was here a couple of months ago and I scored a goal in this uh, the celebrity um, football match. Couldn't walk for a week afterwards, but it was uh, it's all right. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff, Ben. Thank you no very worries. much. Cheers. Take care. Take care. There we go. Ben Cohen there. Uh, live on the podcast. That's quite a good coop. And what I would call intimidating. He's a big bloke, isn't he? He's a big guy. Considering he was a winger. He had a strong handshake. He had a very strong answer. He, he asserted his power over me and was instantly in charge of me. There's Junior Marias. Oh, where? Just where? Just, just come out. Just well, we could go maybe go and see if we could get a quick word with him. Um, so I mean, we have. Leaving, we've lost Danny, but it's okay. He's, he's having a chat with. Uh, we, was that Christina Rianoff that was with Ben Cohen there, the, the ex Strictly contestant? I think celebrity esque. I, I know nothing about. Um, so, have you seen Jim? The bus is here. Ah, the bus has arrived. That looks like it could be. Has it? Oh, he does. Junior Marais there with his pants out and down. He's, he's gone for a... Yeah, he might want to pull his uh, trousers up a little bit, he's mightn't got he? Purple pants. Purple, purple pants. It's what we wanted, wasn't it? So, the Sheffield United bus is just arriving. I think they're going to reverse the bus down to where we're stood, more than likely. There's a sudden clamour of excitement. Clarence is blocking the bus's way. All right, so here we go. The Sheffield United team bus is now arriving. So here we go then. Oh, the, the DJ has just started. Tina Turner's simply the best. Biggest moment at Sixfield since Kasabian were in the West Stand. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yes, uh, we are, of course, waiting for Sir Chris Wilder to get off the bus that you will probably be able to hear reversing as we speak. I'll be honest, I'm kind of wanting to take another step back. (laughs) It does look like this bus driver has maybe not reversed for a little while. He's not reversing very straight. And... There's a big Sheffield United emblem on the side of the bus that we're now looking at. It's a love, it's a lovely bus, isn't it, Danny? Lovely bus. As buses, this is a, a lot uh, better than the track bus, I think. Uh, but I think uh, I heard they sent their kit on a different bus earlier. So this is uh, now they've hit the big time. They've got two buses. So we are going to be uh, potentially right in front of where he gets out. We are actually going to end up being swamped, aren't we? And we've lost our space completely. Danny's now going to fight his way in Sam Hoskins style. Here we go. Um, we are now going to be welcoming Sheffield United off the bus. Um, this is quite a moment. 
actually. We're going to see Chris Wilder for the first time since Mark Richards equalised. Yeah, yeah, he's not on the bus. He's not on the bus. I'm getting hard. <laughs> Is that Gary Megson there? Eh? Gary, Gary Megson. Oh, he's, no, no. Is he in Dowie? <laughs> There's Alan Neal. Well there, Nilly. There we go. Nilly. Oh, Nilly. Alan Neal. Round of applause for Alan Neal. Here he comes now then. There's going to be a big cheer here now for Sir Chris Wilder. A man that's been on holiday a lot. And there we go. So that's the excitement done, really, because we don't care about any of the players or Sheffield United as a whole. But we'll, we'll, we'll move out the way, so we'll let other people get in there and have a look at people. Um, let's see what else we've got around on the open day. Um, we've got a beer mascot stall. orange balloon. Uh, some orange balloons, which is always good. The Hope uh, Centre. I'm not sure Wilder was on board with the Tilia Turner there. No. Okay. I'm not sure. He's either been on holiday a lot or he's started taking some beds. Was he out of town? He was looking a bit Phil Brown. He was. <laughs> Ice cream van, that's good. Uh, we, of course, got Cars Bar, which you'll hear blaring out now. And the old security fellas looking resplendent as always. It's a lovely area, this, now. The, I mean, he did say he's going to play some good music today, right? Well, it's Eat My Goal. It's not what I want to hear. Oh, Charles is I'm going. I've got the Samaritans. Shall we go and have a quick chat with the Samaritans? <laughs> They're here because uh, of, well, last season and the last three years, I'd say. They're here specifically for Cobblers fans. There we are, yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll come and say a quick hello to the Samaritans and, and just see how they're, they're all doing. Well, we're here to sort of promote Samaritans and um, possibly get one or two volunteers. We're always looking for new volunteers and this is a, an opportunity. So, And we're just making people aware that we are in Northampton and uh, you know, we've got a strong presence. And we're very proud to be associated with the, the football club. It's one of your recommended charities. That's fantastic. Yes, of course. And are, are we Cobblers fans? Uh, you can be honest. Yes. Well, uh, armchair fans. <laughs> armchair fans. That's fine. Not often you get to watch us on the telly, though. But no, that's true. I think you ought to mention the match that you once watched. But that was donkey's years ago, wasn't it? No, I can't remember when it was. It must have been 20 years ago. You saw George Best score six goals here. Maybe a little bit more than 20 years ago, but we'll, we'll scoot over that. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy your day. Good luck with finding some volunteers. No problem at all. Thank you. See you again. Right then, we'll go. Shall we go and see the trust? Shall we? They're just there. Shall we go and see the trust? Neil is um, looking rather worried. I, uh, I'm probably going to tip their table over. Don't, don't do that. They're probably going to say, I told you so. That's probably what's going to happen. So we'll, we'll go and speak to Roger Averill of the Trust. Hello, Charles. Hello, Roger. How are we? Are you well? Yeah, are you? I'm good, thank you very much. So obviously here for the Open Day today. Yep. Here promoting the Northampton Town Supporters Trust. Yep, that's us. Looking for some more members? Always looking for members, yes. Yeah. And what ways can people join the Trust? Well... I'd like to say you can join online because we're just getting a new all singing, all dancing web page, which should be up at any time now. And you should be able to join online. You can always join at any of uh, um, trust meetings um, or anyone wants to get in touch with me. I think you, know, you can certainly join on the hotel end as well. So 
anyway like that. Fantastic. And you've also got a Meet the Board event coming up next Thursday next night? Next Thursday, yes. Yeah, and we're hoping uh, to get some additional guests coming along. Um, not certain on that yet, but we're, we're hopeful. And anyone who wants to ask the Trust anything, come along. You know, we're, we're there. We're open to what the fans want to say to us. That's what we're here for. Fantastic. Any any exclusive on the guests who they might be for us? Go on, Roger. Go on. Give us a clue. On, whisper it. No one, no one will hear. Is it Bayo? Is it Bayo? It could be. Oh, exclusive there on the podcast. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Have you got a prediction for today's game, Roger? Um, I'd like to think we might get something out of it, but it depends. It's pre-season. You never know, do you? You know, you can't. We could win this and then not be very good in the league. We could lose this, win every game. I'm pretty sure I remember a season where we lost 7-0 to Wimbledon yeah. and 4-0 yes. to Chelsea in the same pre-season. And yeah. we went on and did OK. I don't think we yeah. got promoted, but we did. We had a good season. Yeah. yeah, I remember that as well. We've had other times where we've won every game and, and been pretty dire in, in the league games, haven't we? It's, it, it, it's, it's totally, totally different, totally different. That's it. Thank you very much, Roger. Have a good day. See you later. So we'll go down. Uh, we've got some. We've got. Well, actually, I'm not sure. We'll go and see Neil's friends, the police of Northamptonshire. Who's the proposed guests? Uh, it is the council. Um, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. I mean, should we should we go and see the police first, and and then that'll lead us nicely onto the new kit, I think, because we are at the club shop. But we'll comedy picture of Danny in the cell in the back of the police van. Yes, as long as Isaac's okay with that and isn't going to get upset. Well, we'll put Isaac in there as well. That sounds good to me. Right then, we'll, we'll go and... Isaac just looked around at me just to say, sorry. <laughs> so don't put Daddy back in there again. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. So out of there. Yeah. <laughs> what you're doing here today, anything in particular? Apart just from looking out for... the community event and then we'll be here for the football later on um, with the Sheffield United and return of Chris Wilder so. Fantastic Cobblers fans? Unfortunately not no Who do you support? I'm a Villa fan Leave him this, this could have been worse could have been worse been. Guys? Yeah follow Northampton Follow Northampton that's non-committal <laughs> no. Football fan? Not really. <laughs> not really. Are you a Saints fan? No. Oh, d- not just, just not all oh, not rugby. Oh, that <laughs> found found a friend. Fit in fine. And you, sir? I'm a Saints fan. See you later. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go. Thank you very much, guys. No Cheers. Enjoy the day. Thank you. So there we go. We'll um we'll now go and see that. I mean, here is the police van, looking very uh, resplendent. Neil's made a quick getaway to the other side we're going to go and have a look at the shop because obviously the one thing that has definitely happened this last week has been the release of the new kit so we're going to go in and we're going to have a take a look at it this will be um our first time looking at it up close won't it guys we've seen it on the telly it's a bdk hat right there are they selling them in the shop (laughs) not selling them in the shop not so but we have got here we go then this is the new Cobbler's home kit for the 2019-20 season. Immediate reactions near Egerton. Claret. Danny? Yeah, I mean, it's a good call, wasn't it, to go Claret last week? Good prediction there, Neil. I, I would prefer it, I reckon. The bits on the arms, it's got lots of little black dots on the arms. I think if those black dots were white, I think I'd be on board. Do you not think that it would maybe just, I don't know... I don't mind because from a distance you don't notice those black dots whatsoever. That's true. If, you, if they were white, you would. So do you want them to stand out? 
I don't really care, Charles, if I'm honest. Let's be honest, it's a standard claret top. There's nothing exciting about it. As Danny rightly pointed out the other day, or well, yesterday it was, apparently it's slim fit, so it's not going to do any of us any favours, is it? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I gave it a 0.5 out of 5 when I was speaking to Mark Webber about it on Twitter for, um, what was the, what was he asking for? The hipster rating, wasn't he? The hipster yeah, rating. It's not, not good. I mean, it's not made out of bamboo, is it? It's not made out of bamboo. It's not made of recycling I will give things. it. It looks breathable. I think it is breathable. Yeah. It's an important quality in a football shirt. Yeah. So mm. on that basis, it ticks the box and mm. it's claret. And it's grass between the two. I'm going to wake it. I think I prefer the wake it. And also the the training tops are quite smart, aren't they? I I agree. And I, I quite I'm quite uh, partial to a, uh, a a polo neck as well. Yeah. Oh well, no, not a polo neck. A polo shirt. Or polo a, shirt. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, not a polo neck. Sorry. I apologise. I, I went back to the 90s there for <laughs> one split second. Uh, but yeah. So um, we'll we'll probably uh, find out some uh, immediate reactions from people as well and uh, and we'll probably uh, go and have a have a scoot around but immediate impression of the kit is that it's it's fine it's isn't solid. it there's nothing completely horrible about it is there it's relatively straightforward it could have been worse indeed it could have been worse and uh, that's good our conversation with the trust indeed shall we get some instant reactions from we should <laughs> a few people um looking to buy a kit so Northampton Sound it's all covered to me podcast what do you think of the new kit uh, yeah it looks quite good to be fair um it's certainly a lot better than some years we've had <laughs> something we said earlier wasn't it fairly <laughs> uh, what, what's your preference the home or the away kit uh, I still like the home kit to be fair um it still needs to be clarent doesn't it yeah it does uh, and, yeah would you like a bit more white on it um no, I'm quite happy with a claret, to be fair. Yeah. University of Northampton logo is white. What more do you want? I quite, quite like the old ones, where they were mainly white. With like a, a, bit of white a claret on the back, it looks like. A bit of white on the back. White strip. Lovely. That's, yeah, good stuff. Thank you very much. Cheers. Tough. I'm going to see uh, if we've got anybody else here. Reaction to the uh, to the new home kit? You looking like you're wearing last year's one. Yeah, uh, bought last year's, but yeah, um, not a lot different. But yeah, really nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yes, and we've got uh, a couple of other Cobblers fans here, including Shane. You're all right. How, how are we thinking about the uh, the kit? We're obviously going for an away kit with Corey. Yeah, we uh, we quite like it. Very similar to last season's the home kit, hence why we're getting the away kit. Lovely stuff. And are you happy with that, young man? Yes, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. Good oh, stuff. Nice colour. You like the colour, the the black the stripes, and yeah. the stripes. So obviously playing Sheffield United today. Um, have we got a prediction? What do you think the score will be? Uh, I know uh, three, two or three nil Sheffield. Oh, okay. Going, not going for a cobbler's win. Been brought up correctly by his dad, I see. <laughs> it's a fair prediction. Yes. <laughs> it's a fair prediction. So, do you, I, I know obviously you're wearing the away kit, but do you like the new home kit? Yes. The only thing is, it's a bit similar. A bit similar to last season's, yeah. Well, it's not like you have to pay for it. It's fine. You, you, if you'd have asked for it, you'd have probably got you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done, Corey. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. There is one more thing that we'd like to know. What do you think of your dad's shirt? <laughs> it's good to be sure. Yeah. Do you think he'll be singing later? 
Yeah, be singing Come On Cobblers all the time. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, Shane. Good to see you, mate. So we'll get to, to see, see if we can get some more. It's, it's got a bit busy, yes. It's got very busy. Wendy's having a busy day behind the counter. Uh, we'll just come outside. Um, I think what we'll probably go and do now is um, we'll, we'll sign off. So we'll, we'll basically sign off now and then we'll come back to you at the end of the game when we've actually spoken to, um, well, seen what the score is and, and seen how everything's going on and, and seen what this New Look Cobbler's side can do against the newbies to the Premier League, Sheffield United. One bit of team news is that Charlie Goode does start oh, today. Good, good. yep. Perfect. So, as it, in the team. I, I don't know exactly the team. We will find out the team sheet though shortly, and we'll let you know. But yes, so we'll, we'll we'll come back when uh, when we've done that. Brilliant stuff. I'm Chris Hargreaves, and it's all cobblers to me. Here we are then, back in our normal positions. We decided against recording any more after the match, as it was just a little too loud for us to hear ourselves. And although we quite like it when we can't hear Neil sometimes, we thought it best to just record from now. So the game finished 2-0 to Chris Wilder's side, of course. But I, I thought we started quite well, and were maybe even the better team in the first 15 or 20 minutes or so. Danny, what were your thoughts? Um, I agree, Charles. I think we were all over them in the first 20 minutes. I think I turned to you and said, um, and I was getting a bit excited for them, but then um, obviously the game calmed down a bit. It, was, it wasn't the best of games, was it? I didn't think. I thought Sheffield United were there for, for fitness and probably early pre-season, whereas I think Sheffield Wednesday the other day were more advanced in their pre-season and they just took the game to us and hammered us for 90 minutes. But I think Sheffield United took, us, took it easier on us a little bit. Um, I think it was run-of-the-mill friendly, wasn't it? Yes, it was, Danny. It was, wasn't it? Mm. It was boring. I thought it was pretty boring. Um, to be fair, the last, what? 75 half, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last, definitely the last 25 minutes of the second half were just, I don't know, you needed matchsticks, didn't you, to keep your eyes open. It was, but it was. It's the same as any friendly, isn't it? I guess when there's a, a raft of substitutions, then any sort of flow to the game is just immediately gone, isn't it? And um, they were, they were so comfortable, um, and obviously they weren't going to bust a gut or bust a nut, shall we say, um, to to try and score or anything. I thought it was, it was all right. It was a good workout, wasn't it? But I don't think we learned any more about us, did we? From from what we knew or didn't know before it was it's hard to get past them hard to sort of get going it's um in any way shape or form really and i think they they just stood their ground and got on with what they were doing and i don't I, that's i don't think we could have taken much from it really no i think that sort of first 20 minutes we we were definitely competitive weren't we we weren't necessarily the the best team on the pitch but we we no, kind of two of them on the pitch <laughs> We were second best over Charles. <laughs> second place. Runners up. <laughs> but I didn't think that we were, you know, we, we, we had what, three, three decent chances that ended up being fairly tame efforts in the end. Um, yeah. Easily saved, weren't they? But the, the build-up play was encouraging, I thought. It's all right. I didn't think it was that. I tell you the most frustrating thing about Saturday was, and Danny, you're not going to like this. Um, so prepare yourself. <laughs> was it Isaac? Pretty chance. It was Sam Hoskins. 
Because <laughs> I'm probably going to agree with you, so carry on. He's still crap, isn't he? I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> I think um, Matt Warburton probably made that position his own without playing a minute, didn't he? Yeah. And he came on in the second half in that, in that number 10 role as such. Um, he nearly set happy. Robbie Simpson up. We weren't very happy at that point, were we? We'll, we'll get to him later. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, Hoskins didn't really make that number 10 position his own, did he? More gave it to Warburton on a on a platter. I there was there was one there was the one point which did it for me basically was when I can't know don't know if you can remember but we we broke from defence and Sam Hoskins was marauding up the field with the ball his little legs were going ten a penny and uh, Harry Smith was out out wide completely on his own all Sam Hoskins had to do was lift his head up play a very simple pass to him. And Harry Smith would have been through on goal, or at least through to to create a chance for someone else. And A, Sam Hoskins didn't lift his head up until it was pretty much too late. And B, when he eventually lifted his head up and tried to pass it, he booted it off. And it it wasn't a difficult pass. I guarantee you, two out of three of us would have made that pass. Which one of us wouldn't have? (laughs) (laughs) Would you you have taken a, a point off Serena Williams though, Neil? Absolutely not. <laughs> Have you seen that video where she's uh, playing against men and they keep adding another man to the other side of the <laughs> until eventually they manage to even hit the ball back over the net? Have you seen that video? I have. I've seen that. Uh, no, I wouldn't like to face any professional tennis player in a game of tennis at all. Um, but that pass was genuinely, it was a crossfield pass. It was, what, maybe 40 yards? Maybe. Was it even that? I mean, well, I'm trying to be kind. Um, it's difficult, obviously, because Sam Hoskins is little, so it probably looks a lot further for him. Um, <laughs> but it was ridiculous. So it, was, it wasn't a difficult, for any level of football, it wasn't a difficult piece of skill. Well, in fact, it wasn't even really a skill. Passing the football was a, should be a prerequisite, or whatever the word is. Is that the yeah. word? Yeah, prerequisite. That's probably, that's better, isn't it? Yeah, so, no, um, I... Um, he's not started the season off on a good foot for me and uh, he's already my number one hate figure there's always got to be one hasn't there with with any football club with any football fan with any group of fans there's got to be a hate figure and I, I feel a little bit sorry for Sam Hoskins obviously last year yes we were all all the same doing exactly the same things as now Danny took it upon himself to basically champion him a little bit and of course it stalk him it kind of created that 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 goal at Tranmere became even better than it really was, simply because of how much Danny wanted it to go in. Yeah, I mean, Danny did, did take a liking to, to Sam, didn't he? Um, and there's just got to be some questions about that. I think well, that's probably for another podcast in itself. Um, Danny did say, Danny did turn to me on Saturday at the game and said, I hate for Dane Oliver. He is definitely my boo boy for the season. So Danny's picked his already. Yeah, I've got mine already. I've seen him twice now. He's not doing anything for me. So he's not doing much for me either, but he's earned me, he's earned a little bit of time with me after the overhead kick at Sileby. (laughs) So he's earned an extra month. (laughs) (laughs) Day of execution. (laughs) (laughs) From now on, it is Sileby, and that's all. Sileby. Danny. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, you Charles, keep on saying it. Then people won't remember what I said last week. Charles, who's your uh, hate figure at the moment? I don't. I don't have one. I, I've, do you know though? I've always been like this, where I, I always kind of I like to see the best in people. Um, 
But I, I, I always kind of go and sort of maybe see, try and see the bigger picture, which, which is that we're in League Two, and therefore maybe we... It doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to pass the bloody football. No, no I know that, but there, there were several other times. I, I thought Chris Lyons had a couple of bad misplaced passes as well, and yet we'll probably spend the most of the season raving about him. Um, that's, that's because when it, he does make some good passes as well, so he earns himself that little bit of, when he's trying things or when he's doing things, he earns himself that little bit of, well, you know, he's a good player. You can see he can pass a football and stuff. Sam Hoskins doesn't really earn himself that, I don't think. Because everything he tries very rarely comes off apart from that one night on the Wirral. One night on the Wirral. <laughs> Coming soon to DVD. <laughs> Straight to DVD, though. Wouldn't make it. It's just an endless loop of that goal going in. <laughs> Did you find that on the same shelf as Debbie Does Dallas? <laughs> uh, you'd have to tell us about that, Charles. I'm not sure what you're talking about. But Stuart Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie McGee. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, I think you're right, though. You are right. You know, we should give him a bit of slack, and it's very early days and stuff. I just think if we're, if we're going, and we said this a lot last year, if we're going to be a team that wants to get promoted, Sam Hoskins mm-hmm. cannot be in the starting eleven. No, but at least with Hoskins, I think you've got the fact that you can bring him on as a sub and you think he's going to do something, right? He's quick, yeah. So he's tiring defenders. Where I look at Oliver and I think, what are you going to bring as a starter? What are you going to bring from the bench? I mean, we're only two, well, probably like 90 minutes in from what he's had game time. But I just don't, I'm worried by him. Uh, Danny, he scored an over kick, so get off his back. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And a hat trick. I think... For for me, why? But yeah, good question. Actually, why are you bullying him? Stop it! Um, I think you're right. I think Danny is right. By the way, I think give it a month and I'll be exactly the same as you. By the way, because I I don't see much in him and I don't see that he offers anything particular. With Harry Smith, you can see he's a very big guy and he he he, he, he you can see he can hold the ball off, he can lay it off and stuff, and he can win headers and flick ons. I mean, a lot of time on on Saturday, he flicked it onto nobody. But I guess that will come hopefully with playing more with each other and stuff. Well, that sounds a bit odd, doesn't it? Um, but Verdane Oliver, does, I, I agree a little bit. He hasn't offered anything. He hasn't, but it's, it's a friendly, so it's difficult to say, isn't it? When he scores a hat-trick at Brackley, we'll all be, well, I'll be eating those words. <laughs> <laughs> but that then moves us on to uh, the next two friendlies. We've obviously got uh, Brackley on Tuesday night and then a home game against MK Dons on Friday. Pricks. Is there anything in particular that you're hoping these last two pre-season fixtures provide us, guys? Um, that it's the end of MK Dons because they are too embarrassed after we beat them. And they fold and everything goes wrong. And we take the uh, Mr. Cardoza's builders and ask them to destroy their stadium. I... I'll be pushing it in terms of optimism, but... <laughs> it feels like as, as optimistic as you were about Sam Hoskins getting double figures last season, Danny. No, nearly happened, though, didn't <laughs> um, I'd like to see some attacking intent. Yes, mm. I, I, I would like to see some momentum, I think, being generated. I'd like to see us get two wins. Um, that will see me happy, I think, because realistically, the the one thing that's kind of happened for me that with this preseason, there's been that yes, we've challenged ourselves with playing, you know, teams of, of definitely a higher caliber 
of player within them. But part of, you know, part of really the reason why we ended up winning League Two that season under Wilder was, was momentum. It, you know, we weren't necessarily the best team in the league. Um, not saying who was, but... Like Michael Appleton. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think that, I, you know, I, I think that momentum was the thing that actually got us to the point where we won the league, rather than us being the best squad of players. Yeah, I think you're probably right, mate. I think that the thing is, is that what you don't want is to go into the Warsaw game needing a win because you've not won a game since you've played Silby. Well, it's not a six-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not, but you don't... I'd argue. But... With our... <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> but my, the, the thing is, is that the last thing, with our record of managers for the last three or four years, the last thing that you want is to lose that game. We need to win to build momentum and build belief as well within the fans. I, I think the fans at this football club have an awful, awfully big part to play in any success and, and, and ultimately also any failure that the football club on the pitch has. Because we are quite moany. We can get on the players' backs a lot. We always pick out Boo Boy. And, you know, Bias. maybe if we... We're just, you know, maybe if we get that win, uh, you know, against Walsall, let's say we win it. I'm not, I'm not saying we have to win it, say, 3 or 4-0, but if we win it 2-0 and it's a, a decent win, then that will actually mean that the fans will relax a little bit going into the next, uh, the next game. Maybe not an away game. Away games are different, but the next home game, definitely. I think that will mean that everybody's a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more prepared to give the players a chance. Whereas I think if we lose against Walsall, you will have people coming out and, and slating certain players. And it will be the likes of Hoskins, Oliver, Cornell, if he plays. I think I don't, it doesn't really matter what happens results-wise or on the pitch. I, I think there's a, a percentage of supporters that have already decided that Keith Curl's not the right man for the club. They've already decided that no matter what, Keith Curl can't do the right thing um, and the results are important in the respect that um, well the results are important I don't know what I'm trying to say basically I think Keith Curl can't win over an element of the support no matter what no matter what happens if we win 5-0 there'll still be the odd couple of people that have already decided you've already seen it if you go on the hotel end or if you look on Twitter and stuff there's already people moaning about the pre-season results um, and the formation and all that sort of stuff and and how many pre-seasons have we had where how many of, as fans have we sat through where the results they mean nothing and ultimately as long as the team is ready by Walsall like you say it doesn't mm. really matter and, and it doesn't really matter it gives us stuff to talk about like we're talking about now and we're moaning about Sam Hoskins and Vidane Oliver and all that sort of stuff but uh, I think your point about the fans having a big part to play it's probably never been truer at the moment. I think come, I'd be surprised if Keith Curl is still our manager at Christmas. You, you'll be surprised if that's the case, or, or you mean that you'll be surprised if that's the case if we don't win on Saturday, on, on that first game of the season? No, I would just generally be surprised if he is still our manager come Christmas. 
because I, I think I think he, he and, and and I think realistically we're not going to start. When do we ever start a season on fire? We, we're notoriously slow starters, aren't we? Um, and I think that's not going to benefit Keith Curl. And there's going to be more and more voices, more and more voices, and that's gradually going to get too much. And I, I, I'll just be surprised if he's still our manager come Christmas. I don't know. I think he's got he's got his way about him, hasn't he? And that's his trouble. I think he's got his way of managing his way of dealing with players. You see the likes of Marias and Waters going off to play for the youth team and stuff. He's got it's his way of the highway, basically. And he's, he's brought in a squad of players now who he thinks are going to play his way. And I think from what I've seen so far, will be competent. I think competence and organisation will get you a little bit of the way. We'll probably be getting mid-table in League Two. Um, and to push on to the next level is where I question it, is where have we got enough in our lockers to actually be pushing top seven? Have we got enough to, to be pushing top three? I don't think we have at the minute. I still think we're two or three players away. But what I do see is that kind of organisation and that the, the basic competence to play football that we haven't had, which is a weird thing to say, but we haven't had the last couple of years, that, that we've got players who actually technically can do stuff and can pass the ball and can, can bring us on a bit. And I think hopefully we'll see that in the next two games that, that those players will start to show what they're worth a little bit. Um, and I think, I think Curl is, has, got the, has had the long-term plan in his head this whole time. And um, Yeah, it's a difficult one because I, I, I do think he'll be here at least until January. But he's is, is one of those managers that fans will turn on because he's got that character that will, won't listen to anyone else. It's his way, isn't it? So um, we'll see what happens. It's ridiculous, though, isn't it? Sorry, Charles. Mm. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That I mean, how many more times are fans going to want us as a club to change managers and go mm. through another manager, which then entails a whole host of other players and chopping and changing? Then the whole cycle starts again. At some point, you've got to stick with someone and just back them and just. But I don't necessarily agree with all of BDK's decisions, and I think it would be mad if we if we did, I guess, because everyone's opinionated about the game of football and stuff. He sees him day in, day out. He's a. I know we've got um, something we're going to come on to later. We spoke to Nicky Adams on Saturday, and without giving too much away for when we released that interview, he specifically said Keith Curl is the manager most like Chris Wilder that he's ever worked under. Right. So, yeah. and, and that worked. And I, I just think, I don't know. I just think it's a difficult situation because I think you're right, Danny. The amount decisions he makes and how he goes about his business people are going to dis- and it does leave him open to criticism mm-hmm. but then you can go the whole other way which we had this time last year with Dean Austin on the fans side and wanting to be a, a fans man and that didn't get anywhere either so you know, it's it's all about the character and and what characters he brings into to match what he's doing and it's not necessarily going to be the best players in in the division but if it works and he's got them on board and they're playing for him then I think that's going to get you a long way I think that that's the important thing, isn't it? You you look at it last season, this time last year, we were all quite happy that we hadn't really lost anyone of our big, massive players. You know, we were actually all thinking, I know we hadn't started doing the podcast yet, but we were all thinking, you know, I'm quite glad that we've kept Van Veen, Crooks, um, dare I yeah. say it. Taylor. I mean, but, Taylor. In this time last year, we probably thought Taylor won too bad, didn't we? This one player of the year, didn't we? Yeah, well, the, that's it. And you sort of, therefore, 
you look at it and then Dean Austin obviously from looking from the outside in just didn't have the gravitas maybe to control those players and to get those players to believe in in what he was doing and to play through you know through the nose for him um it was interesting i was listening to um the not the top 20 podcast um when i was on my drive back from northampton um on saturday and they they've just released the podcast last week which was um a little bit of fun that they sort of went through the three leagues in the AFL and, and gave little little predictions, if you like, of sorts, which were things like, um, you know, which club, which teams in each division that finished in the top half this season just gone will finish in the bottom half next season, um, which teams won't end the season with the same manager as they started it with. And neither of the guys that are on that podcast actually chose the Cobblers as being one of those teams that would start with a manager that they they then change halfway through and end up with a different one, which I thought was quite surprising considering our history over the last three seasons. We, we've basically not had a full season with one manager since Chris Wilder. And we need that stability now. But the other thing that I, I did hear on that podcast, the not, not the top top, not the top 20 um, was that, one of the guys on there, he, he doesn't rate our chances whatsoever. It, that was all that all that was said. Um, but yeah, we're we're not fancied. I don't think outside of what we say um, and what the rest of the fan base say and what the club put out, I don't think any of the other clubs and, and fans are, are sort of looking us and looking at us and, and are worried in any way, shape, or form. But. You can kind of understand why, right? Oh, yeah. If you go go through who we've signed and where we've signed them from, uh, off the top of my head, Verdane Oliver from Morecambe. Mm. It's not going to, like, you know, he's been around a while, hasn't he? Harry Smith from Macclesfield. Matty Warburton from Stockport. Uh, Who else have we signed? Um, Steve Arnold. Good. The goalkeeper has only played non-league before going to Shrewsbury. And by all accounts, their fans were very split on him. Charlie Good is the... I mean, again, he played non-league, didn't he, before he went to Scunthorpe. And mm. again, their fans were very split on him. Uh, who's the left-back we signed? Was it Joe? Joe Martin. Joe Martin. Um, again, where did he come from? Was it Stevenage? Stevenage, yeah. Um, Nicky Adams is the one you could you could say is definitely a good signing. Chris Lyons, uh, getting on a bit, I guess you could argue, but he's obviously a half decent player. McCormack, uh, again, you'd, ar- you'd argue he's a good signing, probably. Um, not, that that we've seen. <laughs> not that we've seen him. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Watson, I mean, he's been around the lower leagues for a couple of years now, hasn't he? Didn't really get in for MK in, in League 2 much that last year. It was about 20 games he played, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Like, there's So, I, I think we're quite often guilty of getting carried away and, and as a fan base of signings and thinking oh yeah that's a good signing because you know you believe the hype that the club says and how they dress it up and a lot of the time you don't actually know that much about the players so you kind of believe in and, and you want to believe that it's going to be a good signing but on the face of it if we were looking at another club that signed those sort of players we'd probably be thinking well not worried about playing them mm. I, I it's, it's, sort of like, it's sort of like character isn't it in terms of you can sign big players however much you want but if it doesn't fit into what your manager's trying to do if it doesn't fit into 
um, how League Two is, or knowing League Two, or being played in League Two before, then you, you, you're buggered. So you can sign all the superstars you want, and you can throw them together. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the league. And I don't think where we've got people from is necessarily an indicator of where we're going to finish or how they're going to get on. I think it's just how it's about how you put a team together and how you organise it and how you um, and how you play and how you get through it. It's just not, not, I don't think it's a particular thing about where we've got everyone from. I always th- I think it is a little bit, but I think actually more the more thing to take into consideration is whenever we sign anyone, what are their previous clubs fans saying about them? Because I actually think fans are some of the better judges. If you think about it, whenever a player leaves us, we're generally pretty honest to other teams' fans. You know, yeah, no, he's he's half decent or Aberdeen. Sorry, we're really sorry. You've got Ash. <laughs> He's no good. We're sorry. Uh, but uh, so I always trust, especially when, because you're not just getting one person's opinion. If you go on a, on the club, uh, another club's forum, or if you just search their, their Twitter, then you get a really good idea of how a lot of people think and mm. how a lot of people see them. And actually, a fair amount of our signings, you'd, you'd question it based on that. But then I think the core of the team is pretty decent in that respect. You, you look at good. Um, McCormack if he comes in and plays Adams well, he's never going to play is he <laughs> apparently he's coming back this week they said he's been coming back this um, week for the last three weeks isn't he <laughs> but, um, but if you look at that that kind of core of the squad you've got a decent thing to build on I reckon I think the key thing you made the key point Danny that you can sign as many superstars as you want but it needs to be a team um, like we've had it haven't we over the past few seasons with Crooks Van Veen Ash Taylor um you wouldn't call him a superstar, would we? But um, Hildeberto, Hildeberto Pereira, yeah. Um, Get him in. And that we haven't had a team, so I guess. And ultimately, if you look back to our, our like you said earlier, Charles, our, our when we won the league, you know, potentially you'd actually say, yeah, you know, look, we had the best team. Did we have the best squad? Probably not, but we had the best team. And when we got promoted in when we won the playoffs under Ian Atkins, we definitely didn't have the best squad. But as a team, we had the best team. Um, under Calderwood and we had a pretty good squad then to be fair didn't we so that's a slightly different kettle of fish um, so I think it'll be it's a big job it's a big job for Keith Gale to, to mould them into a team and to get them right but it'll be interesting to see how it goes definitely well before we finish up uh, we wanted to let you know about what is coming up on the podcast next week as we're sure you are aware the new season kicks off on Saturday the 3rd of August at home to Warsaw and to build it up nicely we've got a whole week of shows for you on Monday you'll be able to hear our chat with the management team who made all of our dreams come true in 2016 we've got Chris Wilder and Alan Neal speak to us about their time at Sixfields and share their thoughts on the coming season yeah, and uh, Tuesday there's another special interview for you this time with Cobblers Club Captain Nicky Adams. On Wednesday, it's over to you, the fans. You get to hear what us three think every week, because we force you to. So we thought it was time that you had the chance to have your say. Four fans, one podcast, all Cobblers. Then on Thursday... We hand over to hand over the reins to the media. Four of the guys who keep us updated on the radio and in the Chronicle and Echo gather around the table uh, to have a cup of tea and give us their thoughts on the season ahead. And uh, finally on Friday, you'll be able to hear everything that happens at the Fans Forum with Keith Curl that uh, Charles and Neil will be so excellently and expertly hosting uh, along with the football club on Thursday night from half seven. 
So that's five days and five podcast episodes to get you in the mood for the new season. Subscribe or follow for free on your mobile phone, tablet or computer through your favorite podcast app. Or you can hear all of our episodes on our website, cobblerstome.com. And that really is all we've got time for this week. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as Neil did. Don't forget the fans forum with us and BDK at the stadium next Thursday night. Neil's just looking at me to say, what have I done? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> if you've got anything to tell us about, then do let us know on Facebook or Twitter by searching for Cobblers to Me, or you can email us at itsallcobblers at gmail.com. Have fun at the last two friendlies if you're going. We'll see you next week. Bye, Ash. Bye, Verdane. Oh, no. No, Danny. No. <laughs> You're Verdane. <laughs> you probably think the song is about you. It's a beautiful moment. You're Verdane. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.